Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts and I guess we're going there. And God bless us, everyone. <laughs> That's why I was doing the English accent. I, I figured. I I, I, <laughs> Even I though it was honestly probably was a very terrible from. English accent. That's okay. It was the best. It was from the Victorian era. You know. And then a bulb crush it. <laughs> so guys, before we get into our awesome episode, I am so fucking excited to talk about this because this is like something that I've watched since I was literally a year. Same. Um, <laughs> Every single year I have watched this movie, different versions of this movie. Same. Um, yep. So I'm so glad we decided to do an episode on this because it is technically the OG Christmas uh, ghost story. You know, like when that yeah. that song "Scary Ghost Stories and Tales of the Glories of Christmas" is long, long ago. Um, I always think about a Christmas Carol, and I think it was just it was just a perfect choice, especially because Christmas is in what three days? Um, yes, it is. <laughs> there's only one more sleep till Christmas. <laughs> Anyway, so before we get into our episode about A Christmas Carol, a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. Sorry, since we're getting so close to Christmas. That's really high. I'm sorry. Like, you're like, really you're like I can't that. go. I can't go any farther than that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, guys, thanks for everybody that ordered during the Christmas sale. Um, there are still sales ongoing. Obviously, nothing will be able to be delivered by Christmas. But um, if anybody are meeting up after Christmas or have any New Year's plans, these could be great for party favors. Um, so, as always, still free shipping. And everything is on Etsy uh, with Calm Your Body Down. Calm your body down, calm your body, or calm your body down. <laughs> That's annoying. Um, <laughs> you're like, you're like, I even annoyed myself. I was like, wow, you can stop that now. <laughs> um, calm your body down. <laughs> no that more of funny. the Christmas carols. Oh, the holy That's an English Christmas carol, actually. Or Christmas is it song, I think, Holly and the Ivy. It's one of my favorites. I think it's so pretty when it's done by, like, a choir. A choir. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those Christmas songs are. Nice. I actually even, like, watching Black Christmas the other day, the 74 version, it made me, uh, I actually like carolers. I think I always thought that was kind of cute. Like, a cute mm -hmm. thing, like, hearing carolers. Like, I just, I like is hearing that even a thing anymore? voices. Oh God, I have no idea. Well, I bet COVID. if I bet if you still did like Chris, I bet if some areas do like Christmas Village or whatever. Also, totally bummed that I found out about that at the last fucking minute this year. You know, Kai went. Yeah, I know. I saw. She's but like, I, I had the best. I knew before, my life. I, I knew like, before she was going. I found out about it last weekend, <sighs> and I, I was like, go. I was like, oh, there's no way. I was like, that's way too fucking last minute, and I really wanted to Yeah, go. no, I would need time. I found out about a lot of Christmas shit last fucking minute this I year. I hate that like, they fine. did. If they do it next year, then I'll plan ahead, yeah. and we'll definitely go, because that Christmas village was amazing. If anybody doesn't know, in Ohio, we have a Renaissance Festival north of Cincinnati, 
and the area it's like in a big field where they had the renaissance festival they decorated for christmas um a friend of ours went and uh yeah we didn't know about it i literally found out at the last minute um so if they have it next year i will definitely be going i really wish hope they do krampus more than one weekend too they had it for one i also weekend. didn't like that it rained see that's the other thing when you our weather's been so fucking wacky that i didn't want to go 70 degrees on christmas this saturday wonderful that's great and it <laughs> i love how you just you know because amarion is floating around and shit <laughs> i saw a tiktok that came from a tiktok that talked you know, about you know. they're like you know covid's out there being a transformer now on the cron or whatever <laughs> no somebody literally is the there's a singer omarion and somebody literally was a tiktok that is said hilarious omarion very fucking stop <laughs> i haven't seen that I one said Austin to you. oh my god <laughs> fucking no um yeah you gotta laugh about it at this point but um yeah i'm i'm definitely hoping a lot of this stuff i think more stuff I think they only had a lot of those things had like limited weekends to when they were doing it. Like you said, the Krampus thing was just like one day. It was it was because, two days, uh, and then the Krampus right. one was only two days, and they sold right. out like quick. So I think a lot of those were just sort of like testers, and I think they kept them limited again because of the variants. Them and all being that sold stuff. out is unusual because usually they don't. They just let however many people you know come. But that's why I up. said they probably so, limited yeah. it because of. You know the vid everything going on um but yeah obviously if there's more stuff next Dude. year i definitely want to go do you know how rad a christmas carol walkthrough would be someone get on this happen. someone get on that you like definitely make how that happen. cool would it be if your guide was scrooge yeah hold on a second i'm getting a really good idea <laughs> Yeah, you could do that. Like, if your guide was Scrooge and he walks you through every part. Like, it starts off with the beginning and <coughs> then you me. go into the past and then the present and then the future and then the ending. And it's like, oh, my God. You can make that happen. Somebody can make that happen. You could do that. I mean, there's so many places that do, like, mock Christmas villages. Like, you could do that. You could have actors. And you know what a really cool place to do that is, like, where... Uh, colonial williamsburg is oh my god that would be so awesome in virginia oh my god that would be a really i would good travel place i would to travel do it. To go do well because too. it's a pure you know like the pure. setting mm -hmm. is very colonial so it would fit that like old english even the costumes and everything so yeah and i'm sure they decorate that come on that somebody area. do this yeah that could happen this is really amazing cool. it'd be like a live action play and i'm totally down for that that would be so awesome if it was what if it was a walkthrough live action? That would be so fucking dope. Like, someone... that's what I'm saying. It's almost like, like when people, I've never done one, but I've known people have done those like murder mystery theater things. Mm -hmm. So it'd be similar to that because it's yeah. interactive. Right. And you're seeing it happen in real time, but you're also like kind of part a of part it. of yeah. it in a way. So that would be dope as hell. Anyway, I just gave someone a really good idea. You're welcome. If we yes. see someone start popping that shit up, I'm going to be like, I just want to say that came from my brain. Yeah, we'll travel and we'll go, you're welcome. And we want free tickets. Anyway, so <laughs> I deserve a free ticket because this was my idea. That's all I want. I don't even want proceeds. I just want a free ticket. That's it. That's all, That's all we want. 
to sport. <laughs> so anyway, guys, we are tonight, if you've seen our post, what we've been talking about, the original ghost story, A Christmas Carol. Um, originally titled by Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol in Prose, being a ghost story of Christmas. So even Charles Dickens had in mind that this was going to be a Christmas ghost story. So um, this original story was published in 1843. It is so hard to believe that that is how old this story is when there have been countless adaptations of this story there's countless so is putting it oh my god many. that's so many. putting it lightly there's and they're still making them, them and they're, they're still, making, still them. making them yeah even now <laughs> um so it was published in london and the story recounts of Ebener, ebenezer scrooge he is an elderly miser who is visited by the ghost of his former business par partner jacob marley and the spirits of christmas past present and future or Christmas yet to come. I love how they always call it yet to come instead yeah, of future. I, like I, I honestly love that, though. Because like, it isn't really the future, because you can change your future. So right. that's why it's yet to come. Um, after their visit, Scrooge is transformed into a kinder, gentler man. So um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about that scene. About the <laughs> one in the George's Um So Dickens wrote... The story during a period when the British were exploring and reevaluating past Christmas traditions, including Christmas carols and newer customs such as Christmas cards and Christmas trees. It's hard to think that 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 those things weren't always a part of Christmas, but they they weren't. Um, he was influenced by the experiences of his own youth and Christmas stories of authors such as Washington Irving and Douglas Gerald Washington Irving of Ichabod Crane and Sleepy Hollow fame. Dickens had written three Christmas stories prior to the novella and was inspired following a visit to the Field Lane Ragged School, one of the several establishments in London, establishments in London um, that kept street, what they called street children. These would have been poor kids back then. The street treatment of the poor and the ability of a selfish man to redeem himself by transforming into a more sympathetic character are the key themes. There's also a discussion among academics as to whether or not this is a fully secular or Christian allegory. I mean, I, I guess you could kind of leave that up to whomever. Um, Honestly, I'm I'm kind of sick of people just throwing the Christian allegory around. Yeah, I don't I don't put those two at least with this one. I mean, I guess I could see that if you want, you know, if you wanted to. Um, I don't want the Christian. But you don't necessarily <laughs> like have to be a Christian to turn around and be a good person. I mean, I don't know. It's up to you however you want to see it. Right. That's not what I got from it. That's not what I got from it either at all. And so I was raised story, Christian. Right, exactly. You were. So neither one of us ever picked that up from the story. Um, so it was originally published on December 19th, the first edition selling out by Christmas Eve. That's amazing. That quick. So by the Five end of days. 1844, 13 editions had already been released. Do you know, honestly, in a year, how much I would pay for a first edition of that? They're in a muse. They're in museums. They, I know <laughs> they would so, literally fall apart. In I my mean, hands, but like you would, they would be one of those like temperature controlled. You yep. have to touch it with gloves, kind of thing. Like, but like honestly, yeah, how fucking that rad would, would that be? be? Even just to see, well, I would love to see it. To just see a first edition. You know, of I it. wonder. We should look that up later. 
like oh, see where there's where any, the, where any I would say London would probably or, have. Oh, well, yeah, there's definitely a museum. There's definitely a museum somewhere in, in England that would have a While you're copy. going on there, I, I got um, this. <laughs> so most critics reviewed it fav- favorably. Um, the story was illicitly copied by January of 1844. Dickens, this is awful to think, but um, he took legal action against the publishers who ended up going bankrupt, further reducing his small profits from the publication. He went on to write four other Christmas stories in subsequent years, which I had no idea Dickens did that, um, because A Christmas Carol is always the most famous one he's known for. in 1849, he began public readings of the story, which proved so successful that he undertook 127 further performances until 1870, the year that he died. A Christmas Carol has never been out of print and has been translated into several languages. That's insane to think a book over like 200 years old is almost 200 years old, still going strong like that. Um, so again, actually, like we mentioned, it's been adapted into many films and media. It's captured the zeitgeist of the mid-Victorian revival of Christmas. And Dickens also acknowledged the influence of the modern Western observance of Christmas and later inspired several aspects of Christmas, which include um, family gatherings, seasonal food, dancing, games, and a uh, festive generosity of spirit. So I guess, I mean, that's, I, he, in that sort of like where the phrase got coined, you know, goodwill towards men. So it was mm-hmm. sort of like a Christmas carol, I guess, started the traditions that we have now of Christmas sort of being that time of year where, um, you just want to be with family and be a little bit kinder to people and have more of a generous spirit and more festive as it were. I found one. Nice. For sale. Holy shit. How um, much? Now, I knew there would be one for sale. I figured. It's actually being be sold museum. by an antique bookstore. Yeah. Makes sense. $75,000. Yep. Sounds about right. And it is a first edition. Look at this. I was going to say 100 I was going to say It is a first edition. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's, that's, that's really fucking cool. Like, if I had money to burn, I would buy it. Like, honestly, I would, shipping is $3. I feel like you should get, I feel like you should get free shipping. I will pay for the shipping. Uh, (laughs) I will pay $3 for shipping. I have, I have the three. I don't have the 75 grand. I do not. If I honestly had money to burn, I, do not. I would pay that much for Oh, for, there for that are book. a lot of things I would buy if I had the money to burn. Yeah, same. It's <laughs> quite There, There is, um... Especially when it comes to books. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually very 178 shocked. years old. That is how old that is. So it's not like it would be old. falling apart in your no. hand. It, it would, it, it's, um, definitely old. And it, the book honestly looks absolutely amazing. Shit, shit I'd still keep it. In yeah. Fucking, yeah. I'd, I'd still, still like somewhere. know how to take care of a book to take care of that. Um, <laughs> great Expectations, first edition, 40 grand. <clears throat> but yeah, you can, in New Hampshire, there's an antique bookstore. You can buy a first edition right now. Oh, nice. If anyone has $75,000 that they would like to... Um, Or you could give it to me, because I'm poor. Um, (laughs) Help me, I'm poor. Anyway. (laughs) I'm really poor. I'm not like Tiny Tim poor, but close. Um, Anyway, so... uh, I'm pretty pretty sure that everyone knows the story of A Christmas Carol. So, 
basically Casper and I talked and kind of how we're going to structure the podcast tonight is go over the general story of A Christmas Carol. Um, and then we're actually going to go into our favorite adaptations. We're obviously not, I mean, good Jesus, I'm not going to sit here and go over every adaptation. Um, we'd be here but, for the next yeah, two it's years. Been too long. We are going to mention our favorite adaptations of A Christmas Carol. We're also going to mention, um, because there are three separate ghosts or spirits in the stories, our, uh, our favorite, um, spirits, I guess, our favorite ghost from this, our favorite, from, like, from designed, the designed ghosts. Um, yeah, spirits. Ghost designs, and then I guess our favorite, I should say. Uh, yeah. And then our favorite adaptations. Because they will differ. Because honestly, you could just be like, Scrooge was told by his ex-business partner he was going to be visited by three spirits because he's an asshole. And then he's visited by three spirits. And then he's like, wow, I'm an asshole. And then he is better. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally it. <laughs> like, obviously, there's a bunch of in and outs. But that's the story in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And then as well, I mean, there's been, so they mention, I'm trying to think between, well, we'll look at film. Um, apparently the very first live action version of A Christmas Carol was a British short film in 1901 called Scrooge or Marley's Ghost. Scrooge or or sorry, oh, I was like or Scrooge or Marley's Ghost, and then following that, the most recent adaptation, I guess, would be the one that came out on Hulu. That's the last one I've heard of. I think that would be the most recent. Um, for sure. Um, I'm trying to find films. Hold on, sorry. Since there's like seven thousand of them. Actually, no, there was one that's coming out this year called Carol's Christmas, which is a modern version of the story set in L.A. with a black businesswoman representing Scrooge who drives an impoverished woman to suicide and later comes to a bad end after encountering three ghosts. So that's like a, that's interesting. That's an adaptation. That's an adaptation, yeah. That's for, that's, that's a 2021 adaptation. I'll um, watch it. That sounds interesting. So the one that was on Hulu was the was 2019 uh where um Guy Pierce played Scrooge. Mm -hmm. Uh but that that's considered uh like I guess tell what do they consider that? Television. They consider that a television movie. Oh, do they? Is yeah. that what the okay. So anything like, where that is came that out one? yeah, they consider it a television movie. So I guess the most recent adaptation would be the one in 2021. But the very first film adaptation was in 1901. Wow. Which is fucking crazy. That is crazy. Um, so anyway. Oh my God, there's so many. The original story, as it is told, <laughs> is that Ebenezer Scrooge, uh, it opens after seven years um, opens mm. seven years after, I should say, he lost his business partner, Jacob Marley. What was um, it? Uh, Marley was dead to begin with. As dead as a doornail. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how the book, like, how it starts. How it starts off. So, um... <laughs> 
I love how that starts the, that way, though. Marley was dead to begin with. Like, he's just like... That is annoying. But, by the way, Marley's dead. But Marley was pretty much the way Scrooge was. They were just old. They were just curmudgeoned. They didn't care about anything but money. They didn't care yep. about their families. They didn't care about anything. It was just no. money. That was it. Um, so he refuses to meet with his nephew. He gets invited to Christmas dinner with his nephew. And, um, ah, humbug. he asks, uh, his, uh, clerk, Bob Cratchit, asks for Christmas Day off with pay and is refused. Like, he just, he doesn't even care about Christmas either. Um, he doesn't really care much about anything. He doesn't refuse him. He lets him Or he does it. let him have it, but is it with pay or without pay? No, he gives him pay. Oh, he does give him pay. That's he, right. He's all so, like kind of, uh, Yeah, he was pissed about like, it, but he he's like pulled without, man from with picking pay. a man's pocket every 25th of December. He made him feel guilty about it. He's like, if you have to have it, then you can have it. He makes him feel guilty. Be there all the earlier the next morning. <laughs> so Cratchit <laughs> has, um, when you visit his family, he has a little boy named Tiny Tim. Who is sickly. Um, it's sort of described that he's handicapped, mm -hmm. basically. Um, and a lot of adaptations, he's walking around with a, a cane. with a cane or with a crutch, with a limp. Um, you never really know what he has. You just know that he's very sickly. He's just he walks around with a cane and he is dying, basically. Well, I think. Like, I know, and I know this is, I know this is old. Like, this is a pretty old disease. But, um, I, and this is, this is what I, I don't know if I heard this somewhere or if this is just something that I sort of surmised with the timing of the story, but I always thought Tiny Tim had rickets. And it would make sense because yeah. rickets... So essentially what was known as rickets is actually the def the actual scientific word is osteomalacia. So what it is, is it's a softening and weakening of the bones in children and it's due to a lack of vitamin D and calcium. So it would make sense yeah. if the Cratchits are starving that Tiny Tim wouldn't have had and actually, even his mother, she wouldn't have been able to produce enough vitamin D to give him in breast milk. So it would be safe to say and it would that, also make sense that Tiny when he Tim gets had better rickets. because they have more money. Like at the end, when he starts getting better, he because he's eating because he he's getting yeah. the vitamin D. Very true, and that's what that's what essentially. I'd say that's probably what it was. Yeah. Rickets, because if they could catch it early enough. Because I always wondered that. I was always like. If he's, like, legitimately dying and he's, like, cr you know, crutch, whatever, I'm like, how come when they have, like, more money, he gets better? It made no sense that's to me. That's why, and again, I don't know if I read that somewhere or if that's just something I surmised with the timing, was that he had rickets. It would make So it sense. would make sense that it would be something due to some type of vitamin deficiency mm -hmm. if all of a sudden he's better because he's now eating. Eating a lot more. Because he's getting all of those nutrients. Because that was a, sense. rickets was a really, really, really common disorder that young children would get in starving communities in really poor areas because they weren't getting enough accurate, uh, nutrition, nutrition. Yep. So. Makes sense. 
again, if anybody has heard that anywhere, or if that makes sense to anybody that like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's out there somewhere that that's ultimately what Tiny Tim had was Rickett. So it, it does make sense when you think about the timing and that he was starving and it right. gets better once he eats. So we get into the next part of the story where Ebenezer is visited by Marley's ghost. Okay, can we talk about how in every version this is terrifying? <laughs> like, and it like it doesn't matter. So in like, my favorite adaptation, my my favorite, and we'll get into it early, I guess. My favorite. We can just talk about it as we go through the plot. Is Scrooged. Um, the movie came out, I think, in the late eighties, nineteen eighty eight. Um, starring Bill Murray. I mean, the cast is just stacked. Karen Allen, Carol Kane, Bobcat Goldthwait, Robert Mitchum, Alfred Woodard, stacked cast, everybody. So what's so cool about this version is that it's, he, so Bill Murray plays Frank Cross. He's like this cynical, yuppie, rich TV executive whose uh, TV company is putting on a production of all things of a Christmas Carol, of course, for for their TV company because it's Christmas, <clears throat> right? So Frank essentially, like, as the TV company is putting on this play, is he's basically Ebenezer Scrooge, his brother, who would be like Ebenezer's nephew, invites him to dinner with the family, and he's like, "Nah, Christmas is a crock, whatever, whatever." He makes his assistant, who's played by Alfre Woodard, work on Christmas. And, you know, she would be Bob Cratchit. Now, her little boy is mute. He doesn't have a physical disability, but he's mute after his father died. So that would kind of be the Tiny Tim character. And then, uh, so there's a part in the movie where his old partner that died, much like Marley, comes to visit Frank and tells him you're going to be visited by three ghosts. And when it happens, it's literally, I mean, they make him look like he popped out of the grave. He was like a <laughs> zombie, basically, that comes to meet him in this high rise in New York. And uh, he's dressed in a golf uniform. There's like a golf ball that pops out of the back of his head with a mouse. You're like, what the fuck is this? Like, he asks for a drink. He drinks it. It, like, pours out everywhere. <laughs> and then, like, it's it's pretty, like, it's kind of funny, but it's really fucked up. Because this is like, what the hell? He tells him he's going to be visited by three ghosts. And then he grabs him by his neck because he's not taking it seriously and shoves him out the window. So he's hanging out of this, like, 100-story high rise, like, screaming. And the guy's arm is, like, disintegrating of just, like, bone and dead tissue as he's, like, trying to hold on. I mean, it's a funny movie, but that is that is essentially a terrifying fucking scene when it happens. So you're absolutely right. Every single one of these adaptations when Marley first visits him and tells him he's going to be visited by three ghosts are always terrifying because essentially... And I guess maybe this is where some people get the Christian allegory thing is uh, he's he's got these chains. There's always this thing in the original stories and mm -hmm. that original story. He hears these rattling chains is these chains that are weighing Marley down for, you know, all of the penance that he's, you know, it's, it's kind of like his penance for all of the wrong that he did in his life. And it's basically in life, I've him, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's he so he's coming back and warning him 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't want to end up like me. He ba- he was like, you wear the same chain. You just, yes. I, um, you, yours was, yours, it's invisible as well until you pass or until you die. Or, yes. Uh, mine too was invisible until I passed or something like yes. that. Um, my personal favorite adaptation is the George C. Scott version, which was, um, shit. I didn't even look up what year that was. Hold please. That's a really great one too. I actually have seen that one and I really like that one. Um, it came out in 1984, actually. Um, the Marley scene in this one's creepy as shit. Uh, mm-hmm. they do... I love the fact that when he's on his way home, this, um, funeral, like, what it, a hearse, basically, back then was a horse-drawn hearse. Uh, it drove by, it went by his home, and you could hear him saying Scrooge, and then it disappeared in the fog, and he was like, the fuck? (laughs) Right! And then he goes up to his fucking door, and Marley's face pops up on the uh, the door knocker and says Scrooge again, and he's still like, the fuck? And then this man goes into this absolutely cold fucking house because he's a cheap ass, and he won't turn on any elect- or candles or burn anything, so it's cold and it's dark, and you just hear him like, Scrooge, and it's fucking- I can't believe my parents let me watch this at like two years old. <laughs> like- <laughs> You're like, going back and looking at it, it's fucking scary. Creepy. It is fucking scary. It's creepy. He appears hell. in the oven area. Like, his face appears. He's fucking dragging his chains up the stairs, and it's loud as all get out. And he unlocks all... It, it's so funny that he unlocks the, all of the locks and then just slams the door open. <laughs> and Scrooge is like, Heimbach, I won't believe it! <laughs> and then he just, like, walks in and he's like, Sup? <laughs> Because and locks your life will not keep a ghost out. <laughs> Jacob Marley. <laughs> and then he's like screaming at him. Um, but same thing. He tells him <clears throat> that he's, you know, gonna be visited by three spirits. And that and then when he's getting ready to leave, there's like this the whole time Marley is there, there's this god awful violin music playing. Like, I don't even know what's going on i remember that and then the window flies open and you can hear all of the other spirits screaming and then he like kind of kneels down like kind of almost like he's in the fetal position and then he just kind of floats out the window and then you can just hear all of the other spirits screaming and i have chills talking about it that part still to this day fucks me up it's so creepy and then he's just looking out the window, and then he's like, ah, humbug. And then he closes the window, and I'm like, how are you not very disturbed? Dude, it's like, how did that not scare the shit out of you? And then he was like, you could be a blob of mustard, an undercooked potato. Oh, yes. Something very grave of grave about you. <laughs> okay, now I take it back. There's only, there is one funny Marley. The that Muppet was one. the Muppet one. The Marley and Marley. Ooh, and the chains are singing. And it was Waldorf. And the chains were singing. I'm like, I can't take this seriously. The chains were literally singing. How could you not ever? You got Muppets one. That's a special mention. It is. Me. It's always I a special love that one. one. It always is. It has to be. It's the Muppets. Um, but yes, that sounds creepy as fuck. 
Especially, I literally told my parents, "I'm like, you guys never let me watch." Especially hearing the ghost screaming. But when I was a child, literally a child, you let me watch this. What is the help? (laughs) Again, that's why we're talking about it because this, this is the original ghost story, essentially. You know, and I mean, you can have, you know, obviously we're seeing um, in the last few years. This big surgence, you know, there was a lot of in the 80s, but we're really seeing a lot of this surgence of Christmas horror movies. But, you know, if you want to give props to the original, this this was it. You know, it had ghosts in it. And a lot of the adaptations have been really, really scary, you know, because it's like they're putting. Well, and I think especially now, like putting a lot of emphasis on you know, capitalism. And if you put so much of your faith, as it were, or just everything and nothing but material things, you know, that, that will come back to haunt you, for lack of a better word, essentially, you know, like, think about, and even not even around Christmas, just think about what's more important in your life, family and friends and love and, like, you're not doing anything in the world if you're just being a fucking bitch about everything and, hoarding money and hoarding money you know yeah that's not the way to do it and you know again like i said it's like it it will come back to bite you it really will Um, that's what marley's like hey (laughs) let me and i really that's the whole point of it you know i love that it's put in a christmas setting but that's really the whole point of what this story is it could be any setting it literally could be be any any setting setting that if you are not a good person it will come back to bite you karma's a real bitch man come back yeah for sure but um putting it in this setting i love because we do get to have these uh really great moments of visiting his life past present and yet to come through each one of these spirits so the first spirit, the ghost of Christmas past that comes to visit Scrooge, uh, takes him through scenes of his Christ- scenes of his boyhood during Christmas, uh, reminding him of times that were happier and um, more innocent times. <clears throat> um, now, depending on the adaptations, um, in the original one, he sent... Uh, they actually reveal that he had this really, really lonely childhood. He was raised in a boarding school. He had a sister. Um, he did have a sister. Um, <sighs> he actually later gets married. His himself. dad was a piece of shit. Yeah, his dad was too. not a good person. Which you can kind of like, start understanding It's like understanding each and every one of those adaptations, his father is a terrible and you know and i love him and his sibling both yeah agree like they and i love how much yeah. oh my god in every single adaptation to how much his sister loves him yeah like it, it's so she just she loves him. like even so in the scrooged version <clears throat> it's frank cross's brother who i love is bill murray's brother in real life mm-hmm. which i just thought that was so cute um and they don't have the greatest uh uh childhood their father worked at a meat packing plant and just yeah you know he was a blue collar guy <laughs> he 
probably didn't envision his life being like that, having to work at this shit job and take care of kids and everything. And his mom's pregnant and with his little brother and he just feels completely neglected, just totally neglected. But the one constant is his brother. There's always this really, you know, even at the very end, because there's like this poignant moment where, you know, he tells him how much he loves his brother. Um, so even the, you know, in the other adaptations, <clears throat> Scrooge is very close to his sister. That's mm -hmm. why, you know, the nephew comes and asks him to spend Christmas with him. And it's really sad, too, it's so because important she's actually for him. dead. Right. The sister does. She's yeah. actually, she's gone. Um, I've seen in some adaptations, if it's a brother or sister, they're still alive. Yeah. If it's the sister in the original adaptation, she's deceased because the nephew steps right. in and wants to stay close. I've even seen one adaptation <clears throat> where it's a niece instead really? of a nephew and the sister died. So it's the niece that wants to stay in touch with her uncle or whatever. So, yeah. Because there's even been adaptations, like we mentioned. There was one that was done that's <laughs> that Vanessa Williams, of all things, was in. Stop. And she was like an Ebenezer Scrooge. Amazing. But she was like an R&B, like, diva. I think it was, it was a diva's Christmas carol. A diva's Christmas carol. So she's like, she plays like a Mariah Carey type. Why am I not? <laughs> that I mean, was in, what? that was in a all girl, well, more like Beyonce type, I guess. I don't consider Beyonce a diva, but I'm just saying that for the fact of like, she was in a girl group. Like, uh, and she like, like Destiny's, Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child, yeah. And well, hell, you know, if you really want to get tech, you, you could do Diana Ross and, and <laughs> right. take it, you know, back to the Supremes or whatever. But anyway, so start off with this girl group. She gets more popular. So she's like, bye. And she takes <laughs> off. But like one of the girls in the girl group ends up on drugs and dies. And one of the other girls ends up like really poor. And she takes all the royalties and like, fuck off. She doesn't care. And um, her sister passed away. And it's her niece that is like, come on, aunt, spend time oh, with the family. Okay. And she's like, no, I have my money, whatever. And then she gets visited by ghosts or whatever as it goes on. And her, the guy, the what would be like her Bob Cratchit in it is actually her manager who she falls in love with. He's been in love with her the whole time and they fall in love at the end of the movie. Okay, that's kind of cute. She, so it's, it's corny as fuck. I want to watch but it. But it's Vanessa Williams. I love And it's Vanessa adorable Williams. and Kathy Griffin's in it and I don't, I will forever love Kathy Griffin. And, um, I love Vanessa Williams. She's, I think Kathy Griffin plays like, I think she's the ghost of Christmas past or one of, she's the ghost of Christmas past. She is. And because the go, because they she takes her back to this nightclub that they all played at when they first started out, like the eighties. They had like this hit song when they were like a girl group, and then they broke up later. Or whatever. Amazing. So it's actually really fucking cute. VH1 produced it. I remember this because it came out in the nineties. It's so nineties. Everybody, if you can find it, guys, a diva's Christmas Carol. Please watch it. There's some great music in it. It's Vanessa Williams, so there's great fucking Vanessa music Williams. in it. There's great music in it. And it's a really cute telling. It's, you know, because it's a black woman instead of, and it's her niece. And I like the take on it being like a girl group and the singer who's like a diva. And it's a really cute story. That yeah. special special mention to a diva's Christmas Carol. So I, well, I got. I don't know how that. I just it just like literally popped in my head. All of a sudden, I was like, oh my god, a diva's <laughs> Christmas Carol. What the fuck? I need to find. I need to wash <laughs> that. Like unlocked a mystery. So I actually lied to you. My favorite Ghost of Christmas Past design is actually the Muppet one, and the reason is because it's literally a ghost child. Like she's. 
she oh, floats yeah, around the and one. she's just a ghost child and she's so like frank with him i she's love just the like, muppet one she's yes. like these are the things like basically like just so real with him yeah but i love the george c scott version's story better because they focus more on his family and his love Right. And on the Muppet when they only focus more on his love. <clears throat> Which I get why, because it's for children. I understand that. They didn't want to get into the fucked upness of his childhood. But I loved knowing that his dad was a piece of shit. His sister was just like, oh my god, I'm so excited. He's coming home and all this stuff. And his dad's like, I don't give a fuck. Right. And um, first of all, the guy that they got to play young Scrooge and the Muppet one looks just like Michael Caine. Like, it fucked me up. Isn't that great? I was like, is that, that this kid? Because, like, seriously. When it's, like, spot the fuck on like um, that. Yeah. But I love the fact that the whole the love is gone in the Muppet one. But, like, the the sister relationship, because I love at one point where he, he looks at his nephew and he goes, like, wow, I see the shadow of my sister in your face. And for some reason, that always gets me. Oh, yeah. Because he loved Fan. Fran? Was it Fan, Fan or Fran? For, uh, did they say Fr- I, th- I think Fan. Fan. Fan was her name. He loved her so much and yeah. they were so close. And they had to be because of the fact that you know, his mom had passed and his dad was a piece of shit. Right. So I, I genuinely, I love the design of the ghost of the Muppet one. Just because it's a cute little kid and it makes sense to be passed because it's, you know, a child. But the story of the George C. Scott one I like better because they focus so much on his his um, child, him as a child, and the woman he fell in love with as well. Now in Scrooge, they basically do the same thing. I love that Ghost of Christmas Pass because they make it a New York cab driver. He's like this <laughs> super sleazy cab driver. And, um, you know, they take him back to when he's a little kid, but then they also show how he became, how he came to like own, or he came to be like the top exec of that TV company because the guy, which would have been like his Marley promoted him and uh because he started off as like just working in the base office and the guy that uh who was like the top ex- or, well like second to top exec or whatever that would be like his marley uh he gave him a promotion and you know was like promising him all this stuff and like prior to that is when he meets his love and he like this meets her on the street they get chinese food it's like this cute little thing and then you see them fall in love and have their first Christmas together. And then <clears throat> he gets this promotion and she's like, but we were supposed to go. Like he knows he's up for this promotion and it's Christmas Eve night. And the boss is like, well, yeah, come to dinner or, you know, whatever. And she's like, we were supposed to go see our friends. And he's like, yeah, but I, you know how much this means to me. And she's like, but we made these plans. Like, these are our friends. You know, these people mean to us. And, like, immediately you, like, see this transition in him where all of a sudden, like, the job and the money means more. And it seems like that's an overall... And you can see where it just breaks her heart. Yep. Because ultimately she goes on, you know, later on he they meet back up again at the end of the movie. She goes on to work at a homeless shelter in New York. 
Um, because when he's visited by these ghosts, he goes back and sees her and finds out, you know, where she ends up working at. And she's like at this, yeah, basically at this homeless shelter. She takes care of people there. Um, but yeah, that's like the general consensus of all of them. Like where he got more money. Their love sees how they've changed. And they're like, you are not the man. Like even the original adaptation yep. like, you are not the man that I knew. Well, the one of the she's got when she ended up getting married. Uh, she went off and got right. married. Right, yeah, kids. she did. Yes, and then he, her yes, husband, was like, "You'll never guess who I who I saw today." Yeah, <clears throat> and he's like, "Ebenezer Scrooge," and he was like talking about he's he's like his partner lies on the uh, uh, door of death, I hear or whatever, and um, she's like, "Oh, poor Ebenezer, poor wretched man," because like he it's exactly what he did. It's exactly what the Muppet, what Michael Caine did. They right. they got a promotion at their job. They got more money. Scrooge one, and same thing. They their money, money person, meant more it. to them. The money means more. That's it. It the takes love over, is gone. and that's where you see the what they are to become. Like you know, it was almost love. It was almost always. It was like don't even get me started. <laughs> It's about to turn into Les Miserables. <laughs> it was like, um, <laughs> and let me tell you something. That bitch's nose, when you watch them up, it when her nose flares so hard. Hilarious. Me and my sister make fun of it all the time. I was like, the love is gone. Like, man, your nose. <laughs> her nose is flaring so hard. I see everything, ma'am. I'm glad you don't have boogers because there's a whoa. <laughs> I would be able to see that. Would have, I hope they all would have them. added that out in post. <laughs> so she's nothing hanging. And it made me so he... sad too because, like, the ghost in the Muppet <laughs> one was like, Why didn't you go after her? Yeah. Because he was like, I almost went after her. And she's like, Why didn't you? Same thing happened in the Scrooge one too. And he's like, like I should have, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's... Michael Caine crying. Well, it's is literally like, like those scandals. You can't, you don't think about it. <laughs> You know, that's why, moment, yeah. yeah, you don't think about it in the moment until it's, until you regret it. Yeah. <clears throat> because you've re because you're being forced to read. <clears throat> um, so the second spirit, the ghost of Christmas present, uh, takes Scrooge to this joyous market, people buying dinner for Christmas and, um, ultimately takes him to Bob Cratchit's family where we are introduced <clears throat> to little tiny Tim who. We're probably about 90% sure had rickets. Just saying. I'd say about 95. <laughs> just saying. Um, and that's when the spirit does inform him uh, that Tiny Tim more than likely isn't going to make it. Oh my god, that's so sad in the George C. Scott one. I see a crush. Oh, that one is so Carefully sad. preserved. I see an empty table, or an empty spot at the table, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> it's so sad. I know. Also, I love the Muppet one where you're watching yes. this piggy, and she's like, Melinda! And she goes, whatever. Because <laughs> she can't get her own kids' names right. <laughs> she's like, Melinda, would you go to... Melinda! Whatever. <laughs> oh, but I did. Oh, <laughs> George C. Scott is so sad. Little baby Tiny Tim. Can we talk about the listen? Tiny Tim, in that version, is the cutest fucking yes. child. Yeah. The cutest child. He has the brightest blue eyes. He's a little blonde. He's like tiny as shit. He's like lost teeth. Like you can tell he's got lost some of his baby teeth. He's so cute. He's adorable. He's so fucking agree. cute. 
<clears throat> so there's a scene, you know, where she's making figgy pudding. I'm pretty sure it's figgy pudding. Right. Um, and she's like bringing them to him to try to Bob for Bob to try and. And they don't it. have much. Yeah, that's something he pointed out. Like even what it's a very little, small goose. Even what little it's all that they Bob have, Cratchit can afford. I mean, <laughs> that that's my favorite ghost of Christmas. Oh, it's the best because he throws it because he's well, like that. Fuck you. That particular, in every telling, the ghost of Christmas present is the one that really throws it back in his face when it comes mm. to Bob Cratchit and the way that he's living with his family because it's all your fucking fault, Scrooge. Like, it's this is your fault. You are literally living yes. like this. This is your fault. And I love I love him. He's, he's funny. forcing him to he's, face it. Oh my god, I love it. He's so funny too. Especially after you just made him feel so guilty for asking for one the one day off a year. One, one day. day he gives him out of 364, <clears throat> you gave him one day off to be with his poor family and now you're faced to after you just made him feel fucking guilty about it. Now you're faced to see you have to face that. This is your fault that he's living like that. And good, he fucking deserved to see it. Again, Carol Kane is the ghost of Christmas present in Scrooged, and she's fucking amazing. I love the way they have it because she's she's got like this very flouty voice and she's dressed up like a fairy and there's bubbles, but she's like beating the shit out of him like while it's happening, like every chance she can get to like poke him in the eye and punch him in the face. And it's just amazing. It's, he kind of deserves it. Because he totally deserves it. So um, his assistant, who's played by Alfre Woodard, lives in this really, really tiny apartment. She has four kids, uh, twin twin girls, an older son, and then her little boy, which... <coughs> oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry. You're fine. <laughs> which would be the representation of Tiny Tim, like we stated, is mute um, after his father died, which the Ghost of Christmas Present says in the... <laughs> which Frank... Oh my God, there's this scene where she's like, he hasn't spoken since his father died. And she goes, he goes, his father died. Oh, that's why she wore black for a week. Like he literally didn't even know that her husband died. <laughs> like he did, this is how like fucking clueless this guy is that like he had no idea. Oh, that's why she wore What? <laughs> sure. <laughs> her husband died. You know, and... They can't even afford to have a... She's living with her mother and her four kids in this tiny apartment. They can't even afford a Christmas tree. They take the little boy and the, the his, his sisters and his brother, they wrap lights and ornaments around him and make him stand on the table and they plug in the lights and she goes, take that off of him. And, uh, and you make do with what you got. But you see they're all laughing and they're happy and like, same thing. Like, it doesn't... Yep. He doesn't understand... They, they don't have anything, but they're happy. And she basically goes, well, you know, if you'd have given her more than a fucking microwave for a Christmas bonus, then maybe... Or no, 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 no. She, he, she didn't get a microwave. When she, she had gotten out of the shower and she was in a robe and her mom goes, that's right. I just remember because we just watched it. Her mom goes, so where's your Christmas bonus? And she goes, I'm drying my hair with it. And it was a towel he gave her. Because <laughs> that's right. She gave the micro. The towel was actually supposed to go to his brother. So she gave the microwave to his brother. And she kept the fucking towel. 
Like it's just <laughs> they're they're so fucking clueless. And but again, that's the point. <clears throat> that's the real big thing of all of it is not only is that ghost of Christmas present pushing in their faces that it's your fault that they're living the way they are. They're also showing them even someone of very meager means <clears throat> is still so happy because they have their family. She has her she has her kids with her. Bob Cratchit, at least they're all together. He yeah. has his wife, they're and his kids, you know. Well it's it shows that being that rich have. doesn't mean much. They are rich in love. Yes. And he doesn't as Bob, have that. As Bob Marley, the the famous singer, stated that, you know, I'd rather be rich in love than rich in things or money. Same. So yeah. And course. I love the part and actually the Muppet one and the George C. Scott one both does this, but I love the George C. Scott one because of what he does. He takes him <clears throat> to literally in the middle of goddamn nowhere. And he's like showing him all these homeless people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, there's a homeless And there's a homeless family. Yeah, okay. And they literally have bread. Like these little balls of bread. And um, it's a it's a mother, a father, and their two kids. And they have a tiny little fire and they're trying to warm their little pieces of bread. And the daughter's like, where did you come by this? And he's like... Is the Muppets one the little mouse? The mice. It's the little, the little mices. That's right. Oh my god. I'm sorry. It's so cute. I'm sorry. It's so cute. <laughs> um, but the the daughter or one of the kids is like, Dad, where did you get these? And he's like, your father's not a thief, girl. And sh his wife's like, she wasn't calling you a thief. She was just wondering. Mm. And she said they fell off of a they fell off of a truck that was driving them somewhere. And that's how he got them. Bread truck. Uh, yeah. Hence the name bread so, truck. So <clears throat> like Scrooge is looking at it and he's like, Isn't he's like, Well, this is terrible. And then the ghost of Christmas present goes. Oh, there are no workhouses. And I was like, oh, he's getting them. Oh, he's getting them. And he's basically like saying, because he basically said those people can die. Mm -hmm. Like Scrooge literally said those people can die. And then he's like, look under my robe. And he lifts up his robe and there's two kids. And he's like, well, who are those children? And he's like, they're your children. They're ignorance and what? Like that one hits hard because he's like, no, listen, bitch. You're an asshole. You basically said these people can die, and now you're actually viewing their living situations, and you're like, oh, well, this is kind of sad. Like, you don't give a flying fuck about this shit, because they asked him at the beginning to donate to those people. Right. And he was like, are there no workhouses? Are there no places where these people can go? And the one guy was like, yes, there are, but some would rather die. And he's like, well, then let them die, and let them decrease the surplus population. And I'm like, Jesus, Scrooge? <laughs> that scene in Scrooge where his girlfriend, he shows back up at the homeless shelter she's working at. And a lot of the people that are there, you know, some of them, one guy's an alcoholic. There's this couple that are clearly have mental problems. And, um, you know, she he wants to take her to dinner and she's like, I need to stay here and work. Can you just give me time and then he gets like mad at her and goes whatever and she goes really that's you know a great way to act and he looks at her he looks at her and he says scrape them off claire if you want to save someone save yourself so basically kind of the same thing and oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 
you know, just completely disregarding these people, not caring. And so after that was, that was the last thing with the ghost of Christmas present was <clears throat> one of those guys that didn't stay at the shelter. The one that was the alcoholic, he found him in an alley frozen to death. And, he, and he, he's yelling at him and crying, like, why didn't you stay with Claire? Claire, could, Claire was his girlfriend. That's right. Her name was Claire, Frank's girlfriend. He goes, why didn't you stay with Claire? Claire could have taken care of you. It's like he was where in just, just previously, you're telling her to scrape him off. Now you're now you care. forced. Now you're caring because this man froze to death. And now I you also have to love, face that. I also love how So it's like the same them. thing with the families. Like, <clears throat> yeah. You know, now you're faced with the fact that you could have helped these people and they're going to die. I also love how the ghost of Christmas present literally just leaves him. Like, the first ghost takes him back to his bed. Yeah, she left and him the there. the second yeah. ghost is like, <laughs> peace, bro. That's exactly and what happens. And then just, like, leaves. And then he's like, <laughs> he's, like, screaming. He's left he's there like, with the frozen dead body, like, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the first one comes with the strike of one. The second one comes yes. with the strike of two. And the third, much more mature, will come in his own time. And that <clears throat> is... The ghost of Christmas yet to come. Or future. Basically but the Grim Reaper. <laughs> it is. Like, it's the Grim Reaper. Literally the Grim Reaper. Um, it is the silent ghost revealed to involve <clears throat> the death of a disliked man. The funeral, which he ultimately finds out is his. Um, yeah, but essentially in, in every telling, even in the original telling, it's the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Because... <clears throat> um, He's showing him what he's ultimately going to face if he's left. If he stays the way he is. stays the way he is. This is <clears throat> all that's left is, uh, well, the other thing too, what, I forget what adaptation it was where everybody comes and steals all his shit. Because nobody cares. It's the Muppet one. The Muppet one. Because remember, they're, the Muppet they're, one. They're that's right. That's there, right. The spider is sitting there yes. and he's uh, basically... Actually, they do that in the George C. Scott one, too, because someone went and stole his stuff, and they're trying to see how much money it's all worth. That's what it is. They're trying and to sell it like, to see how much And then he's like, this looks like my thing. Yes. And he's yes. like, this can't be my thing. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, it's yeah. both of them, actually. It is both of them. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what's mentioned in the original one, was that uh, the ghost Now, the creature's reveals... design of that one, my favorite, is neither... The George C. Scott, nor the Muppet one. It's actually yeah. the Hulu one. Now, I agreed. The um, one, the 2019 one that's on Hulu where Guy yeah. Pierce plays Scrooge. That's a long one, but it's very, very, very good when it comes to, like, a real gothic horror adaptation of the original. And it's so detailed. Because it's so detailed. That ghost of Chris, well, BBC. True. Shout out. Um, black. <laughs> right uh that ghost of christmas yet to come is terrifying and honestly that's my favorite me too story of so it too. creepy it is so fucking i mean like unreal like unsettling yeah very unsettling because the muppet when they kind of make light because it is more right. for kids it's a little bit more made light right the george c scott one's pretty creepy because he, you never actually, the detail, it just looks like a phantom. Now, and even the one in Scrooge, like, there's a part where, so, like we mentioned, as Frank is going through his, you know, 
A Christmas Carol, his TV company is shooting uh, their adaptation of A Christmas Carol. So where he knows he's about to meet the third ghost, he's back on set and the elevator doors open and this Grim Reaper. Now this is the Grim Reaper for the scene and the movie that his TV production company is (laughs) shooting, but he thinks... It's the one coming to get him, and he slips the fuck out. I love that he's like, he's here for me. Everybody's like, he gets on his knees, and he goes, I know what you want. And you're like, what the fuck? Everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Please stop staring. So he gets gets in the elevator, (laughs) and when the door's closed, that's when the real ghost of Christmas Yet to Come shows up. And that creature design is actually real really fucked up it's really good though it's a really great creature design it is a grim reaper type you don't really see a face it's like a tv screen and when he looks under the robe it's like the souls but they're like these creepy looking creatures almost like in nightmare four with freddy and like the the they're they're really creepy it's super creepy and his is actually really dark because it shows like so Alfre Rudard's character, her son, ultimately ends up in an institution <clears throat> and she has to go visit him and she's like homeless and he never talked again. Uh, Claire stops working at the homeless shelter and becomes like a total bitch and is sitting with some friends in this like upscale restaurant and they see these homeless children and she's like, tell them to get out of here. And they're like, why are you being so mean? And she's like, a friend told me once, scrape them off. You can't save someone, save yourself. And he looks at her and he goes, I'm sorry, Claire. And she was like, thanks a lot, Frank. And like, that actually kind of made me sad. Because she starts crying and he starts crying. And then when it gets really fucking dark, he witnesses his own cremation. He's in a casket and it's his sister-in-law and his brother-in-law and his brother and his sister-in-law and they're older. And no one else is there but them. Nobody shows up. So it's kind of that same thing with with Scrooge where like he dies alone and people mm-hmm. are like coming to steal his shit. Uh, he realizes that it's him in that casket and he's trying to get himself out, but then he's in the casket and his feet are on fire and he's <clears throat> screaming. So even though this is a a funny version, that Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come scenes are actually really sad really sad like especially with the little boy and then claire and then him like half burning to death and nobody comes to his funeral but his his loyal brother there you go the one constant that's the only one that was there well i mean in the one in, in the so yeah. like, no one comes that's what i'm saying but like no i bet you if his sister if was his still sister alive, alive she, she would have come but i love how they played that, yeah. that the only person that came was his brother and he actually is like in the casket burning and it's like so even though that's supposed to be a funny movie, that part is is actually kind of terrifying kind of in a way. It's pretty fucked up. But I mean, when he made it out, that that was it. That was all he needed. That was yep. that was what it was. That was the wake up call. And in all of those adaptations, it's being it's being you know what it comes down to. In every single one of them, it's being faced with your own mortality. Yeah, and realizing and, I love- and realizing that when you died. You died alone. You have no legacy. And you didn't take that money with you. And you have nothing. You have literally nothing. Literally nothing. And your money went nowhere. And nobody cares. Nope. No one gives a flying shit. Nobody cares. And I love the fact that in the George C. Scott one, there's so many times where he knows it's him. He knows. When he's, there's a person laying in his bed 
and he goes like this, and then he stops himself. Yes. He stops himself, and then in the cemetery, he's literally just... I told you, that scene in the cemetery... And, he just that broke, version, he broke. That is the one that gets... He's like, believe me, I'm not the man I was, and he starts crying, time. and yeah. then he's like, the, the, the spirit's still pointing to the grave, because... He hasn't rubbed off the name because you know he knows. Because you have to face your own mortality. And then when he sees his name, he literally just loses it. And then... Well, oh, that's right. So Frank, before, when he rubs the plate, he sees it's his name on the casket as it's going into the fire before he's actually inside the casket. So it's kind of the same thing right. with the rubbing off of the gravestone. Like, <clears throat> you have to face this. You have to face that this is ultimately what is going to happen to you if you don't change. It's yeah. it's in your face now. You have to face your own mortality. That's what it boils down to in every single one of these adaptations that you are going to you're going to die with nothing. And you're going to have no legacy and what's going to happen what's going to happen to your money? Your money is going to Everybody's going to steal it. You have nowhere to take, take it. Right. You have nowhere to put it. So what the fuck are you going to do with it? There's no point in just not helping others. Now, in the <clears throat> Scrooge adaptation, his boss is bringing in someone else to... Re Frank thinks he's getting replaced. So ultimately, it's like, well, your legacy isn't going to be anything. Because somebody's going to replace you mm -hmm. and take over. And yeah, nobody's going to remember it who, was Frank, his business and the, who Frank Cross is going to be. And the George C. Scott, when it was him and Marley's business, and when he died, the business just... It was yeah, it was just because nobody remembers you. No one gives you shit. left nothing because nobody cares because you were a terrible person. Yes, yep. But I also but love then when, when he wakes up and he's wrestling with his throat. <laughs> Do you remember that? He's like, <laughs> and he wakes, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes back to sleep for a little while, and then he wakes up. And I love that my dad always has to point this out every year that we watch it. He's like, that clock is so loud. <laughs> yes! And like, How can anybody <laughs> sleep through that thing? Dum, dum. <laughs> oh my god. And then his little goes off and it's like, boom! And I'm like, bitch, that would shake the entire world. Thoughts are so funny. <laughs> that would shake. <laughs> and then he's like, what day is today? And he opens up and he's like, hey, I'm a fine fellow. What day is today? Well, it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas. I haven't missed it. The spirits did all overnight. Well, of course they can. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> and then his wheeze laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! When he get when he gives Bob the raise when he's like when he comes in late and he's like, do you know what time it is? And he's like. 15 minutes past. And the he hour makes so. him think. Yeah. And then he thinks he's gonna get fired. At therefore, right. I'm going to. Raise your salary, and he throws the he chucks these coins at him, and he's yeah. like, raise my salary, and he goes, <laughs> yes, Bob. <laughs> the laugh he does right there, I cannot handle it. Oh, it's so cute, though. <laughs> it's so sweet, because he's so happy, and he bought Bob's family a giant fucking turkey and anonymous so they could enjoy by the way i love the fact that it's done at like 10 o'clock in the morning and they're like it'll be ready for christmas dinner and i'm like bitch that turkey um, is so massive you're gonna be cooking that into the next day i would be <laughs> yes i'd be eating some of it now some of it that night some of it the next morning <laughs> that turkey ain't gonna be done in four hours like, honey that turkey's fucking huge um 
I love <coughs> his Scrooge oh actor he's brought back. He's at his TV production. They've they've been filming a Christmas Carol the whole time. So it's at the very end of a Christmas Carol and the actor that's playing Ebenezer and that pops out through the window, tells little boy, what day is it? And he goes, it's Christmas day, sir. And he goes, oh, well buy me the biggest goose in all the land and chucks this coin. They get a camera shot of it. Frank shows up, grabs the coin. And all of a sudden he's on the set and they're like, what the fuck? But it's still like live rolling. And he starts, he's bringing everybody on. He, uh, Claire shows up and he says, you know, I'm so sorry. Tells her how much he loves her. Says into the camera to his brother, you know, I, I messed up. I love you. Like just has this like whole big thing where he has like this huge change of heart and everybody sees it, like how much he really means it. And then they, the, the little boy that was mute, Alfred Woodard's son, the tiny Tim, walks up to him and tugs on his leg and he goes, what, you want to say something? And he goes, God bless us, everyone. And he whispers it. I fucking cry every time. It's so Because he hasn't talked. And his mom, they go, oh my God, he talked. And then everybody starts singing, uh, put a little love in your heart. I love it. Oh my God. Like the whole crew starts singing it. The ending of that movie is just, it's priceless. It's just priceless. I do love the ending of the George C. Scott movie. Oh my god, I love the ending Tim, of the Who did of, not die. No, he didn't. And then the Muppet went, the love I love the end of the Muppet went, <laughs> The love we found. And the entire fucking town is at Bob Cratchit's house. Yes. <laughs> this... And God bless us. Everyone, <laughs> the love we found, the love we found. <laughs> oh my I god, love it. I love it. I just love a Christmas Carol. It's just, I it's too. so heartwarming. It really, it really is. is. I mean, it has its, but yeah, it has its moments where it is really scary and it gets it's real, real because that's <laughs> the only way that they can show Scrooge or whatever adaptation of Scrooge that if you don't change. This is what you're going to be forced with. Death is calling. Death is... I feel like a lot of people should just watch this Listen. movie if they haven't seen it. Because I feel like this is, you know, a theme Listen. right now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people need to get it fucked together. Or they need to be visited by three ghosts Friday night. You know, I don't think the ghosts this day and age would be that kind. No, and I don't want them to be. <laughs> I really don't. Because I think they'd be like, Not listen, fucker, I'm getting real sick and tired of your fucking bullshit. Yeah. Especially the ghost of Christmas yet to come, motherfucker. That ghost would be terrifying. I don't even, <laughs> I just. I don't even want to know. Mm -mm. I don't even want to know what dimension nope. that, that one's going to crawl it's out of. It's me, your but... boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I'm so glad we did get to talk about this because. Well, it's, it means a lot to us because we both have grown up with Scrooge and yes, <clears throat> and I love and I I know there's adaptations that I'm missing because there's like oh there God, there's a, so many of them. There is a 1938 one that my dad remembers seeing when he was a kid. Now my dad wasn't born in 1938, but he remembers seeing as a kid that I remember watching. There there's the an American, animated there's an animated one. I, I don't remember like the not that no there was another one like an older one not oh, that an Jim, older one not that Jim Carrey one. I'm sorry. Are I, did, I love about... Jim Carrey, but I did not like that one. Mr. Magoo. But there, 
That's the Is one. Is that the one you're talking about? That's the one. Why did I just? I oh my God! There was a Mr. Magoo Christmas. Listen, Thank I just you. pulled that out of my ass. I don't know how. Like I, I did, did with the Divas Christmas Carol. <laughs> like Vanessa Williams popped in my head for no fucking reason. I remember the Mr. Magoo that's when I the saw one. Because I kept Dukes. sitting here the whole time going, there was another animated. It was Mr. Christmas Magoo. Carol. Yes. I liked it. I Thank liked you. that one. The I was like, I was like, I know, I know. And again, I did not love like Jim Carrey, but nope. did not like that one. That one was creepy, but not in a good way. No, I didn't like, I didn't like, but that. not in a good way. Um, I don't, yeah. or I don't like an American Christmas Carol, which probably no one has ever heard of because I, my dad loves that one. And Henry Winkler, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Henry Winkler is the main character in that. There one. was or one I tried to watch on Tubi. That I think is like a 70s British one that I just, oh my goodness. It was, I think it was like the, I think it was like an original telling. It is so boring. Yeah, Benedict Slade, it was his name. Henry Winkler is who plays him. Oh, this okay. is See, I never this is the one that I'm talking that about. One. Oh, okay. Nope. It's terrible. I have no. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's just boring. It's, yeah. It's very boring because it's more of an adaptation of it, where it's not really Scrooge, but it's also that Scrooge. one that's on TV is is hard to watch. <laughs> it's it is very boring. I think I found it. Yeah, it came out in twenty thirteen, um, and I believed it was filmed in like it's it's a it is a British production, and it's literally like. <clears throat> the original story but it is so boring oh my goodness christmas carol is like that yeah this one i think if you just go to tubi and search a christmas carol 2013 and it's basically like the original story but it is just okay and then the american one must be the same it is just boring as all get out i could i i couldn't get it my dad loves i couldn't make it through it Um, i can't get into it my dad watches that one every the year george c himself. scott one is on 2b so everybody should watch that one <laughs> don't watch yes don't watch the american christmas carol or the british one from 2013 watch scrooge the are... george c scott one and the muppet one and scrooge is um it's not free anywhere if you have cable <laughs> we watched it on cable i think they show it on amc every year it's a dollar. It's a currently a dollar ninety nine on Amazon Prime. If anybody wants to rent it, um, so I guess they're running a sale. Which you know, if you've never seen it, two bucks is worth it. It's a great. Are you talking movie. about AMC Plus? No, Scrooge. If you have regular cable, it's on AMC. Oh, I, I got you. No, okay. were they? Yes, they were showing it on AMC this year. If you have regular cable. Every year, AMC shows Scrooged and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and all those stuff. Now, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is on HBO Max, but Scrooged, I don't think, is on AMC+. Plus. I found it on Amazon Prime for buck ninety nine. So, if you have Prime and you want to spend $1.99, it's worth it. It's a great movie. The Muppet one is on Disney. Um, the Muppet one is, of course, on Disney. It's on Disney+. Plus. You have Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So... And the yeah. Muppet one is... The is, George C. Scott one is definitely worth seeing, and it's on Tubi for free, so I would... Yeah, that one is... Totally that is, like, to one. me... I think that's the best... The original pull, direct pull from Charles Dickens' That's not story. boring as hell. That's the not 20, boring. Because the 2013 one is too, but it is so boring. <laughs> the, the George C. Scott one is... Re- and I love it's him as boring. an actor. The acting is you great. You guys would know him from The Changeling. 
he is the main person in the changeling and i actually or didn't and the exorcist three that's right he's uh, legion which is great um but yeah he has nothing to do with the great 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 actor great actor i love all of it like most of christmas presents will honestly get you to fall in love with that one anyway um but that is my favorite one because it is so old like it's so well done it looks so much like that time period and they do so well with it and it's but again, it's not boring. It it's not boring. Engaged. Yeah. Um, now, the best funny one would be Scrooge. Oh, yeah. If you want a funny 100%. one, Scrooge. If you want serious and funny, the Muppets. Especially because... If you want really cre- long but creepy, <laughs> watch the 2019 one on Hulu with Guy Pierce's It's about Scrooge. three and a half hours, but it's in episodes. So if you're like, oh my yes. god, this is so long, you can watch it in episodes, which yeah. is great. I binged the whole thing. It's very easy to binge. Because, I mean, I was like, I got. I think they separate it by ghosts, actually. I think they do the beginning and the I watched past. it last year, I think. I think Either I did, last, too. Yeah, I did watch it last year. And I watched it all year. at once, and yeah. I thought it was absolutely I think I watched brilliant. it in two days, because I think I started watching it late, so I only got through two. But it's, I watched it's it two very days. long, but um, it's worth But watch. it is worth it, because it is really creepy. So if you want, like, I said if you just want, like, regular old, watch the George C. Scott one. Mm-hmm. If you want funny but a good adaptation, definitely watch the Muppets one. If you just want a full on funny Scrooge, definitely it's Bill Murray. Can't go wrong with Bill right, Murray. Right no. um, creepy one, the Hulu. It's also Christmas Carol for sure. Incredibly dark. That's what like, I'm saying. It's it's dark. It is so like I said, it is you probably find the out. best gothic. Oh yeah. Horror dark, creepy version of A Christmas Carol that you will ever... I mean, at least for me, and I've seen yep. a lot of adaptations I of really think it's Carol. to do with the fact that you find out more about his past mm-hmm. than you do in the other ones, because the the things that you find out that's different is really fucked up. Yeah, and that gets it's dark. It's really fucked up. So, I mean, if you, if you want a genuine horror version... Watch Hulu's got watch you. Watch the 2019 Hulu's Hulu got you. Christmas Carol. And Guy Pierce is just such a great. He, he is a really underrated. So let well. me tell you right now, especially as a British actor, he is very underrated, and he played that perfectly. Also, it's made by the people who made Peaky Blinders. Yes, it is. And Peaky Blinders is amazing i so, have not watched any of it i um, hate that i have it because i love cillian murphy so <laughs> you think i would watch well i want to i don't i haven't watched it fully but i do know that anya taylor joy comes into the newer season and so i I'm know the like, story like the peaky blinders were real i know right. the story but i i know all the story behind it i just haven't watched any of the series yet and like i said i need to because i love cillian murphy so and my roommate absolutely loves it danielle loves peaky blinders so if that it's any inclination for you to watch yeah. it. Yeah. It's made by the same people who made Peaky Blinders, so it's absolutely Again, incredible. like we said, if you want like an actual like if you want an actual like scurry. horror version, scurry. Watch that one. Yeah. It's really good. I need to watch it again actually. Yeah, me too. I should I definitely watch, watch it, again. it again this year. I just need I need some time. Um <laughs> well guys, I'm glad we were able to talk about this because you know there are so many Christmas horror movies out there. You know, we've talked about Black Christmas, we've done Krampus, you know, we just did Silent Night, Deadly Night, and we were like, 
what's what's like a good what's like a ghost what's like something paranormal we could do around christmas it's like well the know, og the actual <laughs> original christmas ghost story and if anyone know. wants to donate seventy five thousand dollars to me totally. so i can buy the first edition that'd be great or you could just give it to me to pay off my our house yeah i was gonna say honestly if i had 75 or, grand i wouldn't buy that book i would actually like we would pay off our house i would <laughs> get out of debt and probably build my own house or at least start it i mean just <laughs> to have our house paid off would be a great start <laughs> and student loans and then i'm good and then i can save for that book like Thank listen you. yeah exactly <laughs> house paid student loans paid i'll just i'll save for it yeah thank you so if anybody wants to just yeah you can email it to, uh, and then I'll send you my PayPal and our uh, Venmo. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go for. fund me. And <laughs> like, um, I really want this fucking book. Um, and then I can become Joe from you and, like, no, no, take care of it. Oh, God. I was oh, saying Lord. And kill part. people. Um, what? Anyway. The, uh, well, don't you're like, me. hey, listen. I can be loved. When you're in the spirit. I can be loved from, from you. Listen. Oh, my God. She deserved better. I mean, she was also uh, uh, ultimately also very much a killer. But she still deserved better. Sympathy for the devil. Anyway. That's fine. Um, all right, my dudes. That's well, all we got. Next week is going Carol. to we be. We hope you guys enjoyed. Yes. Week, oh, my yes. God. This was fun. This I was had a lot fun. of fun. And I can't wait to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm watching with my I hope you guys tomorrow. loved the singing interludes. I'm sorry. My voice was not. By this time in the evening, my voice is shot, especially when I have to talk all day for my job. I, I'm not singing. <laughs> my, voice, my, beast, my, boy, my voice. My voice. My voice. My voice is short. <laughs> I was trying to she just became voice. British so hard right now. She said, My voice is short. I meant to say voice, and for some reason, beast came out. I was like, what the fuck? And cheese is for us, beasts. <laughs> so the singing of a street corner choir, going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true, wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. Guys, she's been singing that the last two weeks, and I've enjoyed every day. <laughs> it's okay. It is the season of the spirits. The message, if you listen, I watch that movie almost every year, and you can actually carry a tune. Thank God, because if you were tone deaf, I'd be like, "Stop it." Thank you. That's a compliment. You actually can't sing. So. Oh my God, the little listen. Do you remember the bunny that shows up at the at the thing and he's caroling, and then he opens the door and he thinks he's gonna give him money. But he chucks a wreath at him. No. Do you? Oh! <laughs> that bunny was so cute. He was, was so like, cute. Bunny, and then saw the wreath and he was like. <laughs> he was like. <laughs> and then all the Kermits are like. <laughs> Kermits. The rats, not Kermits. The rats. I knew, All yeah. of the rats. I knew what you meant. Oh my God. When he's like. When they're like, it's, can we put a little bit more coal? And he's like, how would you like to be on that unemployment line? And they're like, heat wave. <laughs> We're on the island in the sun. And they have like all the tropical outfits. <laughs> God damn it. I love the Muppet one. Oh my God. Especially it's so funny. Rats. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The Muppet one is great. I need to watch that one this year. Oh, it's so funny. It's been longer since I've seen that one than the Dorsey Scott one been for 
ever since I've seen the Muppets one. I Me and my watching. parents have a tradition where we always watch the Dorothy Scotland together every single year. So I've seen it at least 27 times. 28 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, the only the only family like Christmas movie we we ever really watched together was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I wish I could that get my parents I, into that. That one. one I have I have seen. That's why I'm so glad my husband loves it cuz I that one is one of those ones I quote, for God's sakes, I have a Christmas sweater that says jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. Like, I specifically bought that because of that line in the movie. Like, I, that to me is, that will always be one of my favorites. I love that the, these new Christmas ornaments I've been seeing, there's one where it's Clark plugging oh in the God. lights. <laughs> and then you can get the uh, Eddie empty in the trailer. Oh my God. The, the That's brilliant. Are they Hallmark? They're, I don't know if they're Hallmark or not, but they're they're great. I mean, they look like Hallmark ones, and they come in in like sets where you wow. can put them all together, like from the movie. It's fucking great. But that that was that's the only one that I remember, like as a fan. If you don't count the Nightmare Before Christmas, which my mom took us on a school night to go see when we were kids, because um, hey, that counts. It's a fucking Christmas movie. It's Christmas and Halloween. Um, but yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was always like the standard. And then, but like the Muppets one was when I was a kid. Yeah. The George C. Scott one, that one was when I was a kid. Uh, my mom, remember? my mom loved Miracle on 34th Street. I know that's not a favorite for everybody, but my mom loved it. But your it. mom loved it. My yeah. dad loved It's a Wonderful Life. And I know a lot, not a lot of See, people love It's a Wonderful Life. There's a movie that me and my dad watch every year called A House Without a Christmas Tree oh. that probably not a lot of people even know about. I've, I've heard of it. I love that movie so much. My sister loves it. Um, it's really funny because my sister gets butt hurt when she doesn't get to watch it with us because it's one of her <laughs> favorites too. Yeah. Um, it is. It was from the seventies, but it was set in the forties. Not a lot of people know about that movie. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I've heard Waltons. of it. The Walton's Homecoming is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I'll be home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel. I told you about uh, Home for the Holidays. I, I want to see that now. Theaters. It was Holly Hunter and Robert Downey Jr. in it. Um, came out in 95. That one's a really cute, like, family. Like, feel good. Family, funny, feel good Christmas movie. And I'll tell you one movie I didn't um, care for was Christmas with the Cranks. No. I didn't like that. I did not like that one. And that, I didn't think it was that funny. That was sad because... Jamie Lee Curtis is in that. And Tim Allen, who I fucking love. I mean, the, now, the Santa Claus, listen, my listen. dad, we still have that on VHS. <clears throat> Yeah, you do. We still have it on VHS, and my dad still has it. Like, still has the VHS. That's got to be worth some money, I'm sure. Love. Oh yeah, the Santa Claus. That was another family one Mm -hmm. that we all. Well, we grew up. I mean, if you grew up in the '90s, Tim the Tool Man. Like, goddamn it, everybody loved Home Improvement. So yeah, Tim Allen as the as fucking Santa. Like that was. That was a really good movie. It was a really good. It's it's funny. It's so family friendly. It's heartwarming, and because <laughs> because he's divorced from his wife and right. his son Charlie and everything. But then the mom marries. Because remember, the stepdad is played by Judge Reinhold, and he gets him. So, what did he want for Christmas? He was it was a whistle. What did a a penny whistle? And he's like, 
when he blows it. Oh my god, I cry. I don't know why I cry, but when he I, blows it's that when whistle, she realizes I fucking it. cry. When she realizes it, when she goes, "You really are Santa Claus," and, and like, she looks really at him like a little like, like she, she's like a little girl. She's like, "Oh my god, you really." And he's like, "Yeah." There's something about that. I mean, even as a full-grown adult, like I know Santa's not real, and I know, but like you guys, oh my god, there's been these. You know, like stoop, that stupid TikTok trend with damn ring light and the infinity song about oh getting my sick god. of. Um, <laughs> the, the, I'm about getting fucking sick of it. That's like everybody's waiting to die. Um, there, there have been some Christmas ones that have literally like the child in me just lights up. Have you seen them? The one where they like turn into Santa Claus and. I love that. Have you seen the the black <laughs> Santa, the guy that does the black? He did, and then a one a lady did Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Guys, oh my god, I'm such a yeah, such a child. see. I can sit here and be like, oh, I love I Halloween, love and Halloween them. is my favorite. Do not get me wrong, Halloween is oh, my Halloween. favorite. But right now, it's getting closer to Christmas. I miss the feeling. Yeah, I used to get yeah around this time of year. Because I would just, when you're a kid, it's so different. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so much more magical. It's so much happier. I mean, this has been a horrific I'm glad year. I have one niece that's still a baby. Because, like, the two are getting so older now. They're just kind of like, man. But that's one of the reasons why. <laughs> but, like, the certain... baby, I'm so glad I'll get to, like, see her. Like, right. I'll get to be there when she first gets to. Because I got to be there when the girls saw Santa. And I'll get to be there when she gets to see Santa. And, like still get that like i mean like i used to get so fucking excited around christmas time like mm -hmm. just literally everything about it and then retail sucked the life out of me and i hated christmas for years i am so just shout can i please for the love <laughs> of all that is sacred give a huge huge shout out to anyone that has worked customer service not only through this fucking pandemic yep. but anybody that works customer service or retail around the holidays God because people you. are awful and this people <laughs> it gets worse and worse every year around this time of year and goodwill towards men goes out the fucking window because nobody gives a fuck about capitalism money and themselves like we learned nothing from a christmas carol and this fucking story is 178 goddamn years old and people just get worse and worse every fucking mm -hmm. year. So huge, sh please tip people, tip people big. Be nice. Give your DoorDash drivers a fucking Christmas card. Be nice to people. Say Merry fucking Christmas. Like, stop. Like, just stop. Be nice all the time. But especially around this time of year to retail workers and customer service and cashiers and DoorDash drivers and tip big be nice to these people. A smile can mean everything in the world to someone who suicide rates are huge this time of year. Um, I just saw something in the news where eight, the, the highest level of deaths between 18 and 45 year olds just this past year have been from drug overdoses. Guys, it is getting bad. You have no idea what someone is going through. Please just be fucking kind. <laughs> Just be nice to people, you know, just much, please be kind. And especially anybody, like I said, shout out to any, I did it for years. I worked in retail and customer service for years and it is so hard. And I feel like I right just, now it's just at its peak. 
Yeah. Because this is of why the we last saw, two years. This is why we saw the great resignation and everybody quit these fucking jobs because you get sick of it. You get sick of being treated like shit, especially around this time of year. When to a lot of people, this is one of the few times they can be around their families and visit their families. And, and uh, yeah, just, you know, when you're going through Starbucks, tip big. If you're waiting in a long line at the cash register, just be nice and smile. Nine times out of ten, you have no idea because someone quit because of an asshole like you. You have no idea how much a smile can not you in particular. Someone. I'm just saying, like those people who the are really fucking regular mean. consumer that just doesn't care about anybody mm-hmm. but themselves. But yeah, around this time of year, especially, um, it just sucked the life out of me. So I, I, anybody, you, you have a special place in my heart because I did it for years, and I will be the nicest customer you will ever have. Because I get it. And yep. uh, yeah, so just be nicer to each other. That's all, you know, that's all you can ask. It's, it's really funny that everyone's like, Santa, you need to be good. And I'm like, well, everyone's not. Nope. Everyone's fucking assholes. This time of year, you all need to be put so, in a I don't sack and whipped by Krampus. <laughs> Krampus, where are you? This is, where are you? Like, we listen, where are you? This is when we need Krampus. I need Krampus. Really? We have need Krampus. Like, I'm going to see it we start have needed like him the last two blizzard, years. and I'm going to be like, peace, motherfuckers. I'm going to, I'm staying here. We have needed him really bad in the last couple <laughs> of years. These last couple holidays. We've needed him <laughs> This year, more Santa than is on standby. Because everything yeah. was closed last year due to COVID. You're right. This year. This year, everyone's the lost their goddamn minds. Well, they think because that they you went from you went from being, oh, thank you for being essential to fuck off. It happened so quick. But just be kinder to each other. Give Christmas cards. Leave big tips. Give a smile. You have no idea how much it would change someone's day. And uh, learn something from a Christmas carol because your actions will come back to haunt you. They will. <laughs> yeah. That, Maybe not um, in this life, but that's <laughs> not a lesson that people needed to learn in 1843 as much no. as a lesson that people need to learn right fucking Right now. now. Right now. Like now. Like at eight thirteen p.m. Right <laughs> on Wednesday, Eastern Standard Time. Eastern, <laughs> Eastern Time. Um, three days before Christmas. <laughs> right there, you go. Because remember, you're gonna be visited on Friday night, one o'clock, two o'clock, and three o'clock, or one o'clock, one o'clock, one, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, rock. I did it too. <laughs> My brain did it too. We're gonna rock around like tonight. <laughs> we are eighty-year-old women, and yes, I love it. We are. I love it so much. All right, guys. Well, next week we are going to be discussing the best of twenty twenty-one. Yes, there were some great movies that came out this. Year. I am going to. I'm gonna <sighs> rent last night in Soho. So I have exciting. to. I I have to watch it before next week because it is getting such incredible reviews that I'm like. And on you Taylor Joy. I'm like, I just want to watch her first. Me too. Um, <laughs> the Matrix, the new Matrix Resurrections, if anybody cares, which you should. I cared. Because we're living in it right now. Thanks, Zuck in the meta. Um, also, don't look up. Uh, it comes out on Netflix on the 24th. And yes. it's basically a I'm play definitely by play gonna of watch the last it. two years. 
you need to watch I, it. I think the two most relevant movies of this year will be The New Matrix and Don't Look Up. So if you don't watch anything, make sure you watch those two by next week. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there was some really, you know, we were kind of on standby when theaters were closed and there weren't a lot of movies out, um, not that long ago. So now this year it's like, Hey, we're hitting you with <coughs> and I'm like, movies. give it to me, baby. We had some great horror movies this year too. Yeah, we did. We really did. So yeah, we, we can't did. wait to, we cannot wait to round out a list for you guys and talk about it next week. Excited. Faux show. All right, my dudes. Well. You know what the end of this week is, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, <clears throat> and all of the things. Please be sure to be very safe out there with visiting your families, um, or wherever you do, whatever you, whatever you do, wherever you go, please be safe. Uh, please be courteous, be kind to people, and we really hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful yeah. weekend uh, with whatever you do. Even if you're spending it alone... Grab, go, go to the store, grab some hot chocolate, sit down, watch some Christmas movies. If you're like, fuck Christmas, watch all the horror movies you can gumption. And The know, Grinch. Because <laughs> The Grinch would be perfect. It really would. <laughs> um, but whatever you guys do this weekend, please be safe, please be courteous, be careful. And, um, you know, we have all of our socials. If you want to check us out, you know, if, if you, if you don't do anything for Christmas, you can listen to our horror podcast. How about that? There you go. Uh, we are on Podbean. Wow. Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and um, all iTunes. Your favorite places. <clears throat> all podcasts. the places. Follow us, subscribe, leave us a rating. If you want to say hey or just give us an email at dfwtm8493 at gmail.com. Also, of course, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at dfwto podcast. Handle is dfwto8811. Is that a bit? Yes, it is. I believe so. Okay. I think we got it. All right, guys. We got it. Um, again, have a great weekend. Happy holidays. Merry and remember, Christmas. Don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. I've been singing of a sweet corner choir. <laughs> going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true. Wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. Jesus for us, me too. <laughs>